Today, I'm speaking with Dr. Ani Rostomian. She's a board-certified clinical pharmacist from California who's passionate about helping women discover a better version of themselves and follow their dreams. She's going to be sharing about her personal struggle and journey to shed so many old and limiting beliefs that I know many women can relate to. She had layers of fear, low self-esteem, people-pleasing, and feelings of unworthiness. Learning to believe in herself allowed her to find the courage to open her own functional wellness and health coaching business recently. This is another great conversation to share during Mental Health Awareness Month. For many of us, mental wellness needs to start with love and kindness to ourselves, understanding and believing in our own value. Keep listening and I know you'll be inspired by Dr. Ani's journey. You're listening to The Inspired Wave, stories of everyday heroines, real life inspiration. I'm your host, transformational coach and connection catalyst, CJ Rivard. Join me weekly to hear real life inspiration and tips for tackling your life's challenges. Each week you'll hear from a relatable woman who shares about her struggles and the tools she used to work through them. By being women of courageous action, vision, and ongoing evolution, each of us can create a ripple of positive impact, and together we'll create a wave of change. Join us. Okay, hello everyone, welcome. I'm so excited to be here today with Dr. Ani Rastamayan. Did I say that right? Close. Yes, You're okay. so sweet. <laughs> Pronounce your last name for me, please. Rostomian. No worries. It's okay. okay. Not even close. Anyway, thank you so much for joining us. So, Absolutely. Uh, where are you dialing in from tonight or today? Okay. I'm so glad to be here. First of all, greetings to CJ. I'm loving this moment here, you know, participating and talking to you. I am in LA, Los Angeles, okay. California. Okay. A little bit of a time zone difference for me, but not too bad. So, well, first of all, so you're in LA. Do you have a family? Yes, I have a beautiful family. I have a 14-year-old stepson. I have a 12-year-old, almost middle schooler who's going back to school tomorrow. <laughs> Can't be happier mm. for that, finally. And yeah, we live and work in California, uh, just enjoying our lives and trying to get back to normal as much as possible. So when things are normal, what kinds of things do you like to do with your family? There's so much we're missing out on traveling. We used to go on many road trips through, you know, flying and, you know, just, you know, taking car road trips. They're missing it. We yeah. try to make some exclusions here and there during summer, you know, outdoors as much as it was possible. But we're really missing out on outdoors activities and all kids are really uh, missing their friends. So there's a lot of catching up to do. <laughs> <laughs> when Can't wait, right? Yes, <laughs> soon, absolutely. soon. I know. So did you bring a quote to inspire us with before we get started? Something you like to share? I did. Actually, you know, this was my favorite one since many, I don't know, many months ago. And then I will share it with you and I will tell you what's the story behind it. It's so interesting and, you know, inspirational. It's by George Eliot. The quote says, it's never too late to be someone who you might have been. 
And digging deeper into history of this court, I read that actually there was a woman who was writing the works under George Eliot's name, under a pen name George Eliot. And then that made me so inspired today, seeing how much advanced we are. Today's International Women's Day. And imagine these days that someone would be scared to publish their original work under their actual name. So we've come a long way. That's true. We've come a long way. Absolutely. It, it's good to remember that because we still have a long way to go, I'm afraid. But <laughs> no, it's true. We don't have to publish under pen names anymore, which is an amazing thing. So I know your story started, I think, from a very young age. Do you want to take us back to what that was like for you and what your struggle was? Gladly. So last year was really a year of revelation for me. And really some breakthroughs happened to me in, you know, career environment. And I realized that so much of that programming was from my childhood, the way I was brought up. And the way I was told that these are the limits as a woman, you can achieve and families, number one, which I don't necessarily disagree with, but I was programmed and many, many women I've spoken to so far that play small, don't risk and always follow, follow, follow. So that really hurt me through my career and through actually personal life too, thinking that if I can do more, why can't I try? Why can't I take a risk? And why can't I be the woman, the woman who can actually establish her own business, which I did. If you told me two years ago that you're going to be doing these things, I would have said, "Mm, no, 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 that's not happening. (laughs) So it was a, it was a tough year, but good things are coming out of it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I know you mentioned to me, you felt, and I think maybe this was not just your upbringing, but being a woman, you were just always trying to prove yourself or there was some some struggle with absolutely and prove myself to overachieve unnecessarily overachieve overachieve in my profession overachieve in my just work environment constantly do more that I was asked to prove that I'm indispensable I am fantastic And then I realized that it wasn't the people who were asking me to do so much and burn out. It was my inner, like the inner layer and inner thoughts of you're not good enough. You need to really do. I went to two pharmacy schools being a foreign graduate pharmacist. I went to um, school in Armenia. I came here. And then years later, I said, no, I have to get a second, you know, doctorate pharmacy degree to be like equal or to match to the candidates that are applying. And I went to Boston in to Massachusetts College of Pharmacy and Health Sciences. I graduated that, that school while working full-time as a pharmacist. I was struggling tremendously with full-time family work, but I had to prove myself that, you know what, I can do this. So then you have to stop proving that the good enough is good enough. Your family, you're always wonderful. That's what I want to get this message to women that never think that you're not enough. You are, you're good. You're always, you're doing fantastic. No matter what, how your day goes, you're productive. You're fantastic. You're not productive. you still are good. And I've stopped the moment I've stopped proving everyone else and proving myself, good things are happening. I'm becoming more confident and I'm making life changes in my 
career and my business that I would never think I would have done. That makes a lot of sense to me because I think to have the confidence in yourself to go after change, which is scary, you have to really have self-love and worth and recognize your worth. So I know that you kind of had an aha and realized that, you know, why am I working so hard to overachieve? I'm, but other than that, was there like, what do you think flipped the switch? And then once you realized it, were there things you had to do or come to grips with to embrace the fact that you are enough or did it just happen? <laughs> no, it, it was a long struggle with family and uh, this whole COVID situation with homeschooling. And I was a healthcare worker. You always have to show up to work. I was tired of being part-time mom and not present at home. And all these work struggles really affect the family life. You don't become the parent you want to be. You come home and you're not the parent your kid wants to see after a long day of work. I realized that we're like thermometers. You know, we're reacting to everything that's happening around us. And I said, okay, this needs to stop. Why can't we become the thermostat instead of thermometer? I stopped reacting to things. So that was a kind of like a, this is what I always talk to my patients too. Reacting to every single news is not healthy. There's things that are triggering your emotional state. Mm -hmm. So the realization of there has to be time that you really have to decide, are you going to trade time for money, be absent from home for what, what's the ultimate goal? I love my patients. I love my work. I love what I do, but I had to manage both. And I realized that I can work less and I think I can be present more at home. A lot of people went through the same struggles. I am not the first and last one. I've talked to so many women. They left their jobs to handle family. And actually, a lot of them I've spoken to have found even better jobs that suits their you know schedule better. So bad things don't necessarily mean it's bad outcome. So good things happen after something really, really goes down. (laughs) Yeah. Sometimes we have to be a change is needed, but we have to really be forced to change because we don't go after it or we don't, you know, change is scary. But when you're forced to change, sometimes you look back and think, hmm, I needed that. Absolutely. Giving yourself permission. That's sometimes I speak to patients who struggle with chronic disease. And I do notice that self-love part is absolutely absent. Self-love, self-care, respect, and giving yourself permission to feel upset and say, I'm tired today. I cannot take care of my, you know, certain disease. I'm really done. And like grasping that moment of give yourself permission to be tired and you deserve the rest or a lot of you know patients I talk to, we talk about diet and lifestyle management a lot, and they're overworked, they're tired, they're done with it. We do a lot of mindfulness in our group visits, and I realize that people forget to take a pause, sit down, and really grasp the moment saying, what is it that's missing in my life? Is it the work that I have to rush, or it's the disease that I have to take care of, or a family? I realized that that brings to more like worsened health, more worsened, even a mental health situation. People are 
running around in circles, trying to find better jobs, make more money and constantly run around and forget even families. But that's what I also teach in my practice to be mindful, guilt-free mindset of even, especially for women, do not feel guilty if you're absent for some reason. Do not feel guilty if you did not make the best dinner that day. You know, some of them still have that, you know, in their mind of I have to be the best every day. Mm -hmm. So that's what I had to shed this past year. And I am not kidding if I tell you that I've never been so confident in my life, because I took charge, I had to take steps, I couldn't even go on further being pulled in like so many directions and parenting and tough situations. But I also love sharing with my experience with others saying that there's always a way when there's a will, Mm -hmm. there's always a way. Mm -hmm. But you first you need to realize that a change is necessary. Yes. And then you have to believe in yourself enough to make it, which uh, truly, absolutely. We're wonder women. Every woman is a wonder woman because we're so well grounded. We can do many things at once. But that doesn't mean necessarily we have to. If we can do five tasks at once, no one yeah, yeah, no one said we should do that. And we need to take time to for self-care. There are non-negotiables that are part of our self-care. There are I always tell women, figure out what are your non-negotiables. What is it in that in your life that you will never give up? It's for yourself. How about you? What is it that you will never compromise? And they come up with things. Mm -hmm. Some say it's my 15 minutes of, you know, rest. Some say it's my yoga exercises. Some say it's my, you know, 15 minutes of alone time, just me time. So that really helps a lot. And when you recharge that way, you're becoming even better parent, better Mm -hmm. spouse, better employee, you know, employee burnout wasn't a joke (laughs) this year. (laughs) Yep. No, it's so true. I can remember raising four little ones while working full time and really, truly feeling guilty about, I can't go, you know, I remember getting a gift certificate once for a massage or something. I was like, I can't go do that. Like, I've got the kids and I work all the time. And so then I have the kids and yeah, it's mother guilt's a real thing. Absolutely. Parental guilt, for sure. For sure. Uh, Well, yeah, parental guilt. More mother (laughs) guilt, I think. More mother uh, guilt. I agree. (laughs) Yeah. So tell us a little bit more about what you do now. I know you are, you see patients and you're a pharmacist. So Mm -hmm. how is it that you help your patients or do you have a specialty? Oh, absolutely. For at the moment, I work, um, I'm an ambulatory care clinical pharmacists. So ambulatory care clinics are between hospital and primary care. So our patients are healthy enough to come to our clinic. For now, it's only telehealth. I do manage chronic disease clinics, which is diabetes, hypertension, high cholesterol. I do see a lot of situations where people desperately need interventions, interventions. So that made me realize that our healthcare model is not working the way it should. And this is not addressing their all their needs. 
I went into learning more about functional medicine, functional wellness, how to address root cause of what's happening instead of just treating the symptoms, reactive medicine. Right now, I'm building a program to do a functional approach to health, chronic disease management, consulting physicians and to other healthcare professionals how to use non-medicinal approaches to health, which is crucial. A lot of people I talk to daily on daily basis, they don't need as many medications. We're over-medicated society, which, and we're not getting healthier. Those situations really brought me to realize that I need to dig deeper. And as a pharmacist, I have to really understand how medications or diet or lifestyle work. I got my certification into pharmacogenomics, which is addressing how your own genomic profile reacts to medications, how you're, uh, everyone is a unique, right? Genome. Mm -hmm. And I do consult on pharmacogenomics to many, many um, providers, but I realize that precision medicine is, is the future of how medicine should be practiced because people are given mm -hmm. medicines that really sometimes are not the right thing for them. It's a long road. My company is very new. It's, there's a lot of things that I have to really do as a business owner, which we've never told and taught how to do, yeah. but I'm still hopeful because I think I figured out how to be that person between the pharmacist, I mean, the, the patient and the doctor, the yeah. pharmacist trying to, you know, make, you know, patient's health better. That's so amazing. I love hearing you as a pharmacist talk about alternate means because people do not have to be constantly prescribed more pharmaceuticals. That's fascinating to me because I thought that's what pharmacists did. <laughs> yes. And I, I always tell my patients, I'm not advocating for more medications. More medications doesn't mean better care. And it's sad for me to right now say it. It's sad to realize, but we're a country that spends the most money per person around the globe on healthcare, but we're not getting healthier. Our patients are not getting healthier. There has to be some other ways of addressing, you know, the root cause. A lot of our patients are really not taking the medications are prescribed because it's just so many and they don't understand what, what is for what. I advocate for, uh, food as medicine. Acute health situations definitely should be addressed with mm -hmm. acute measures, which our hospitals are there for. But chronic disease, one visit to doctor once a year is not the answer. It's a lifestyle daily routine and healing yourself with food and actually just changing our lifestyle in general, our thoughts, our environment, our food, anything we put on our skin. So just combined, which is integrative approach, absolutely, mm -hmm. to care. I love it. I love it. We'll have to talk more. This has been great. So do you have a website yet? And how can people contact you or learn more? Well, for sure. My website just was finalized last month. It's just my name, drdrrostomian.com. Okay. I do a lot of health coaching and mindset, you know, exercises with people who struggle with chronic health conditions, chronic disease management. And I also do a lot of mindful nutrition consultation, which is the root cause of all the epidemic that's happening around us. So here's my thought that I just had to do it. And I had to, you know, launch this practice. If someone has a knowledge or a skill to help others, it's a disservice for them not to do it. If I know how to help you, I absolutely 
I'm a healthcare professional. I am obligated to do that, right? Yeah, it's your calling. So, yes, absolutely. I agree. Awesome. I love that. Well, thank you so much. This has been inspiring. And I'm looking forward to learning a little more about what you do and staying connected. Thanks so much. Thank you as well. (laughs) And thank you everyone for tuning in. I hope you remember and take home some of these words of wisdom you've heard today. And we'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to join our free women's Facebook group if you're not there already. That's where all the action is taking place. And sign up for our newsletter. When you do, you'll receive a complimentary growth plan template. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.